Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may hear this. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's edition of Bible Bites as we continue reading through the scriptures this year. And my reading for today is found in Proverbs chapter 19 through 21. <coughs> Excuse me. And in in Proverbs chapter 19, all of this book, of course, as we've mentioned before, is a lot of practical wisdom <coughs> in a variety of areas of life. Excuse me this morning. And so I want, to, um, I want you to notice in verse 5 and in verse 9 of chapter 19 how it mentions, it talks about a false witness will not go unpunished and he who speaks lies will not escape. Almost word for word, just about, it's repeated in verse 9. So obviously there's an importance there that we need to hear. Uh, God does not like lying at all. He hates it. He hates all forms of lying and deception. So we need to understand that. I'm going to read to you verse 8. He who gets wisdom <clears throat> loves his own soul. He who keeps understanding will find good. So that's just words to encourage us. We need to, to be pursuing wisdom and understanding. And if we really love our even our own soul and we want the best for ourselves and our families and our ministries and so forth, we need to be ones who are pursuing wisdom and understanding. And we get that from the Lord because he is the source of it. Verse 11, the discretion of a man makes him slow to anger. And his glory is to overlook a transgression. This just speaks to me about the stronger man. There's another verse in, in one of the other chapters we'll read today as well that speaks of this, that sometimes it's better to just, to just zip the lip and let things go by. And that takes a stronger and a bigger person to be able to do that. So this is what this is talking about. Not being just quick to jump on things and blab or, or act or whatever. We need to have wisdom and discretion in those things. In verse 18, it speaks of discipline of the children here. And in several other verses, you'll find that. And so we need to have wisdom in that as well. Because the rod of someone's anger is going to fail. It does not work. It's, it's not wise to try to discipline any child in anger. And remember what the goal is. The goal is to train them in righteousness and in good things. That's what the goal of anything is. And so here it mentions chasing your son while there is hope. In other words, while there's still the opportunity for you to transform his life, for you to be able to influence that person toward godly things and toward good things. And so it's talking about that. But it's also coupling in the fact that we've got to keep our eye on the ball. The goal is good, not harm. We don't ever harm children. God takes that very seriously. But we do need to train them in the right way. Verse 22 just points out that the greatest thing that we can desire out of everybody, everybody wants this, and that's kindness. Kindness in people. Being able to have love and compassion and not be harsh and cruel to other people. 23, verse 23 gives us more information about the fear of the Lord and explains that a little bit further. 
Verse 27 of chapter 19. Cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. It reminds me of in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 2, where it talks about giving the more earnest heed to the things we've studied and learned, lest we drift away. Because drifting away, you know, it's, it's like if you had a boat that was loosely, loosely tied to a dock. And just with the little ripples in the water from time to time, it's going to begin to drift. And it's slow and it's subtle and it's almost undetected until it's way out there somewhere, until it's away from the dock and away from where it's supposed to be. And that's what this is talking about. And we've already covered this in Psalm 119, but the solution is found in Psalm 119, verse 9 through 11, where it talks about taking heed to your way. That's how you cleanse and, and restore yourself. That's how you cleanse your way, <clears throat> is taking heed to God's word. Taking heed to God's word and returning to that, hiding his word in your heart. In chapter 20, I love this too, uh, in this chapter, more and more words of wisdom. And one of them, the very first verse, is about drinking and alcoholic type drinking. Wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler. And whoever is led astray again by it is not wise. Beloved, people have differing opinions on drinking any form of alcohol, but I suggest to you it's best to avoid it. Then you don't have to worry about getting in trouble with it. So I just throw that out there. That's just a word of wisdom, and Solomon even included it here. Because if you'll remember, Solomon tried all this stuff. Even in Ecclesiastes, we'll see that. And so he knows through experience, it's, you're not wise if you get into that. It's best to avoid it. Verse 2 speaks again about how a bigger person sometimes is going to need to, um, no, I'm sorry, that's in, in the other chapter, I believe. It may be about the big, no, it's in this chapter, I'm sorry. It is honorable for a man to stop striving since any quarrel can start a, uh, any fool can start a quarrel. There it is, it's in chapter 20, I apologize. So, you know, it's talking here again about how a bigger person, a stronger person sometimes just has to stand down. There are times to stand up, and there are times to stand down and just be quiet. And the Spirit of God is the one that gives us the discernment about which time it is and which we need to do. In verse 11, uh, I love this too, and it just points out, you know, it says, Even a child is known by his deeds, whether what he does is pure and right. Even children can have a reputation, and we know that to be true. You can know some children that you just know are kind of <clears throat> wild and rambunctious and disobedient versus children that are more compliant and helpful and so forth. So even children can have a reputation. So let us do our part to steer them so that that reputation is for good and not for wrongdoing. Verse 7 in chapter 20, the righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. What a beautiful, precious promise to all of those who will pursue righteous living and right living. <clears throat> Verse 
Verse 19 is another important one in chapter 20. He who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with one who flatters with his lips. This is just giving us wisdom and uh, understanding about guarding our relationships and who we have associations with. It's warning us to be careful about who we even share things with. And I know a lot of Christians like to share things, supposedly for prayer. And sometimes they're legitimate. But I would suggest to you that you be careful about that and that you only share with true, trusted friends who are um, going to have your back, who are going to pray with you, encourage you, and not be blabbing it all over the place. We need to be careful about who we share intimate things with and, and strong, uh, deep things with. Verse 22 in chapter 20, Do not say, I will recompense evil. Wait for the Lord and he will save you. In other words, don't try to re, uh, re, take revenge on any situation. Give it to God and let God handle it and be free of it. Hallelujah. Verse 25 of this chapter warns us against rash promises. Don't be hasty with our words and just go out and blab promises and vows that we then want to reconsider later because vows are very serious. Chapter 21. <clears throat> Excuse me. Verse 1. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord like the rivers of water. He turns it wherever he wishes. This reminds me of the ultimate authority, the one that is above all governmental leaders, all authorities in the earth. There's one who is higher, and it is his will that's being done by the grace and the, um, and the uh, design of the Almighty God. Verse 3. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Beloved, God's never been interested in dead, dry religion. Those religious practices in the Old Testament were designed to be meaningful and to point them to the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And even today, God's not interested in us coming and just singing songs that are meaningless, that we don't even think about the words we're saying and we don't care. He wants real. He wants us to be real. He wants real relationship. And he wants it to show in the fact that we're living lives of obedience to his word. Otherwise, it's fake and phony and it's a disgust to him. He doesn't want that. He's never been interested in that. He wants relationship and right living that's living and thriving out of that real relationship with God. That's what's pleasing to him. Hallelujah. Verse 22. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the trusted stronghold. Now, I know this was anointed of the Holy Spirit of God and inspired by God because all of God's word is God-breathed. But I do believe that there may be even an example that Solomon had, a living example. And that was in his own dad because David had scaled the city of Jerusalem when it was Jebusite controlled in 2 Samuel 5, verses 6 through 9. So that's an example of this scripture. 
Verse 23 speaks of how many times does our mouth get us into trouble. Verse 23, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. That's a good scripture for many of us to remember on a regular basis and to pray. There's even a scripture that talks about, Lord, set a watch on my lips. So sometimes we need to ask God to give us discretion and and think before we speak so we don't go getting ourselves into trouble. Verse 27, God cares not only about right living, but also about right motives. Notice this, the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. How much more when he brings it with wicked intent? God's not interested in any of our sacrifices when when our lives are not backing it up, when they don't mean something, and we don't have a pure motive behind it. That's what he's after. That's what he wants. And I want to end today just reading the last two verses of chapter 21. There is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. Beloved, he is our source. He is our source for wisdom, understanding, counsel, and deliverance. And we trust in no other and we worship no other. May God bless you with this reading today and these insights today. And may you be able to join us again for future episodes of Bible Bites. God bless you is my prayer.